Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. We're a newly established podcast, which is made up of a bartender and a hairdresser who likes to unwind with a cocktail and a crime case. We'll contain violent descriptions and streams of details following the murder cases. Here's to make a difference in the only way that we know how. Thanks for tuning in to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. Hey guys, welcome back to Crime, Lime, and Vodka. This is Tracy. And I'm Amber. And sorry we've been absent for so long. Uh, shit's been real. New job, uh, COVID in both houses. And life is crazy. Life just fucking sucks right now. Okay, so t- talking about Chris Watts. Chris Watts was born in May. He was born on May 16th, 1985. And he was like this stubby at-home guy that would just kind of go with the flow he would drink beer all the time and just like eat a bunch of hot dogs like he did not give a shit about his health Mm -hmm. at all and then he ended up sending a firm request to shanann catherine rusk i can't pronounce it i think it's an italian name she was she was a little bit older than him she was born in january of 1984 so when they first met, they kind of lived their own separate ways. He was born in Amberdeen, North Carolina, and she was born in Spring Lake, North Carolina. So I don't really know what her career was before they had met, but he was always like an oil driller, like mm-hmm. always, like he started there and then they ended up moving to Colorado. But when they finally met, after they met on Facebook, he sent her for a request and she was like, you know, we're probably never going to get together what what's what's it gonna do so she added him on facebook they went on a few dates and they 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 hit it off they were a match made in heaven i watched some of their um videos of their wedding and literally they look like that match made in heaven like yeah, you have no like idea perfect couple you have no idea what's coming like he looks like a at like a very quiet loving father it's always those man. it's always the creepy white men yep like even the good looking ones i mean look at yeah. ted bundy you're right he was hot. Oh, not my type. I think the hair was cute, but the eyebrows throw me off. Yeah, the eyebrows were horrible. And the unibrow was so bad. Zach Efron made her hot, Ted Bundy, though. Mm, did. Not even gonna lie. He's hot in everything, though. So, you know, it is what it is. So, <laughs> back on topic. Shanann got really sick with lupus, and her organs were shutting down. She was just really, really ill. And she found this company called Thrive, which is kind of like Avacare. You take a bunch of supplements, a lot of dairy diet advice, and you stay on the schedule of what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They give you the patches. I always thought it was nicotine patches. When I would see like people posting on Facebook and shit, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so they're they trying to look like it. Yeah. They really do, and they put them all over their body. I'm like, like six at a time. Yeah, a diet patch. I ain't never. I just don't think that works. I don't think it does either. I don't even think, like, the birth control patches work mm. or, like, the nicotine patches work. Like, I'm, I'm not about that life. I'm not but wasting money. But do your thing, Shanann. Make your money. Make your money, girl. So, they said that she was making about 80 grand a year. Holy shit. And he was making bank doing what he was doing at the time because we were trying, America was trying to get their oil drilling in mm-hmm. America. And that was, like, 10 years ago that they was together, right? Yeah. Right around. Well, they were together until 2018, so it was still booming. 
Yeah, but it, it was, was booming a little bit back then. I think then. it was when Obama was still in office, so yeah. it was not booming as hard. But he was making a lot of money. They ended up buying a $400,000 five-bedroom house in Frederick, Colorado, and just decided to like pack up and move out there. So they ended up getting pregnant and having their first daughter on December 17th, 2013. Her name was Bella. This baby is the cutest little girl ever. She had like cute little blonde curls and she had the cutest little foot. She was like, Daddy, you're my hero. Or that might have been Cece, but they were, oh my God, they were so freaking cute. She was the perfect mom. Her mom says that like she was the dream mom. Like it was in her. She was meant to be a mom. And then she ended up getting pregnant for Cece. Her real name's Celeste. And they ended up having her, um, I want to say, on July 17, 2015. And she was their goofy goober. She was the goofy one. Mm-hmm. She, I saw one of the videos Shanann posted on their live, and she's just, like, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Laughing. Just Being, a character. Oh, my God. She did a video of her singing to her dad. She's like, Dan, you're my hero. And I was like, please stop. You're melting me. I cannot. I cannot do this. So they started having some um, marital problems around this time. And she was going on a lot of work trips. Like they went to Hawaii. They went to New York, um, California. Like they were going all over the place. And her best friend, Nicole, she worked with her. And they were always together on trips, and a lot of the times Chris and the kids would go with her. Mm-hmm. But it became to the point where Chris was kind of like backing off because he started going to the gym. He started getting like really into himself. He didn't really pay attention to Shanann anymore. Right. And she was like, okay, something's starting to go on. They had eight credit cards that were maxed out, Holy the most shit. expensive being $25,000. <clears> like they were in That's debt. A lot. And in 2016, I want to say, or 2017, they ended up going bankrupt. But they were able to keep their house. They, mm-hmm. I don't know how you put your house up and still claim bankruptcy. But they did that shit and they still had it. Mm-hmm. They both had two brand new cars. He had this big old diesel truck. Like, you know that shit's expensive. And then you got all these doctor bills of having two kids. Honey, he was, he was dishing out the cash. Well, things started to go downhill there. And she ended up going visit her family over the summer for, like, six weeks in North Carolina. Holy shit, that's a long time. Well, they were having problems at the time, so she was like, maybe if I get Miss Space, like, things will be okay. Yeah. So she took the kids, went to go visit her family over the summer while they weren't at school, and he ends up flying down there to go visit. And the whole time, he's, like, on his phone. He didn't really talk to him much. They argued the entire time. And she was like, you know, I really missed him. I just wanted to make love to him and spend time together as a family since we've been away for so long. Right, because he's her husband. Yeah, and he was really cool with her brother Frankie and her parents. But Shanann Shanann was not very well liked by Chris's mom. Mm. Like, she thought that she was ruining the family. She was no good to take care of their kids. She was spending all his money. You know, the typical bad mother-in-law? Mm-hmm. That was her. I mean, no blame on her. Like, she did what she had to do. She was trying to protect her son. But at the same time, that's their lives. Let them right. live it. So they would argue all the time. Like, when Chris went back home, they argued 
for days and he was really quiet like when they would talk he would like one word her and all this bullshit so she started to feel like something's going on she was like chris like are you not into me anymore like what's going on we have a family you know like like sneaky suspicions yeah like something's going on yeah well she ends up coming home and they make up and everything seems like it's back to normal and he comes home from work one day and she's wearing the oops we did it again shirt Mm -hmm. with a pregnancy test and she's like hey honey and he's like oh what that's awesome like you could just hear it in his voice that he was like not Not thrilled because this is kid three now and they were already having issues they're already having marital problems already in debt he was not happy yeah and he takes the pregnancy test and he's like oh so pink that means girls and she's like no chris it's just a pregnancy test like it's not saying if it's a girl girl. yeah and he's like oh that's awesome that's great so just being sarcastic really yeah like he he had no enthusiasm about it at all yeah and she knew that shit because they talked about not wanting to have any more kids for a while and he was like all right cool right and it's stressful they're already in debt they have two kids they already have issues like a third one's just gonna add it's gonna add more stress to the situation but at the same time like i mean don't be a dick you're married, you should have took precautions because you know if you're fucking, you're going to have a kid. And straight people have kids. And she's pretty damn fertile yeah, at this so, point. So you could tell. Yeah. So things go on for a little while and she notices that he has a receipt that popped up on their um, online banking. Mm-hmm. And she was like, why did he pay $64 for one meal by himself? Like you said, he was going out with the buddies or something. Mm-hmm. So she's asking questions. She's like, Chris, why did you spend so much money? Like, we're already having problems with money, and you just go and blow him $70 at this restaurant. And he's like, oh, you know, it's no big deal. I went out with the boys or work or some coworkers, and I just got a little carried away with the beer. Right. And she was like, okay, well, can you just try not to do it again? Little does she know, he's fucking a coworker. Oh. Who's also named Nicole, so it gets a little, it gets a little confusing coming up. So she starts to realize, like, he's not hugging her, he's not kissing her, he's barely saying I love you, all he wants to do is go to the gym and, like, take pictures of himself shirtless in the mirror and shit. Like, it was just... So he just got, like, cocky. Yeah, like... Nice hot shit and got He lost bitch. 100 pounds and he didn't give a fuck about his family anymore. Oh, shit, 100 pounds, though. Damn. He was really chunky. Yeah. But, I mean, it didn't look bad on him because he's a tall guy. Yeah. And it kind of... I mean, he didn't look fat, but... Yeah. He lost about a lot of weight, and he got really toned. Like, when they did the TV special or whatever with him talking about the kids come home, he looked buff. Yeah. And he had a little bit of salt and pepper. I was like, okay, go, Chris. I didn't think the man was guilty yet. <laughs> but here we go. So, after he found out that they were pregnant, he spaced himself from them, and she was like, you know what? I'm not here for it. You want to be together or not? And he was like... I mean, yeah, I want to be with you. We got three kids, whatever. Kind of find out the reason why he didn't want to leave her was because he didn't want to pay child support. Well, because sometimes it's cheaper to keep them. Period. <sighs> I mean, that's not the reason you should be with them, but... Yeah, you're right. But that's how people think, so. People do be thinking like that. So, as the bankruptcy's on his mind, he's thinking about, you know, the mortgage being a struggle. He's thinking about adding more finances with the kids and then they find out find out it's gonna be a little boy so they decide to name him nico 
And I think that is so freaking cute. I like that name. I do too. Nico. It just kind of rolls off your tongue. Mm -hmm. I think it's so adorable. So, (laughs) their sex life begins to linger. And you know, a lot of the times when you're pregnant, you're always in the mood. You want to feel like they love you. You feel like a big old whale. You just want to be like... You need to be comforted. You want the attention. And he just wasn't doing it. So, she started texting him all the time. Be like, hey, um, you want to go grab some lunch or something? Me and the kids are just sitting here. And he's like, no, I'm busy. Or like, when she would be cleaning at home, she'll cook him a dinner. And he won't come home till like 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, she's like putting in the effort. He's just... Not avoiding the shit out and of her. she talks to a few of her close friends and they have like in the documentary the text messages that they show and she's telling them like i don't know if chris wants to be with me things just don't seem right with him he won't talk to me and all we can do is fight about this and his mom mm-hmm. so she's like okay well i'm gonna go on a work trip we're gonna figure all this out when i get home and he's like okay cool whatever just leave so her and her best friend Nicole start getting ready to go to their work trip mm-hmm. and the kids are going to stay at home with him. So he isn't allowed to go do whatever he wants when he wants like he was doing mm-hmm. over the summer. Because so, he's going to be a dad. Yeah, he's got a four-year-old and a two-year-old, I want to say, or Bella was five. She was around that age. So but they were, yeah, they yeah. were still really young. And his pregnant wife decides, you know, I'm going to go on this work trip. I'm going to try and forget about everything. Well, her friend Nicole Atkins, who's going on the trip with her, was like, you know, you need to let loose. Just try to, like, get your mind off of this. Consider this as, like, a break or whatever from home and stress. So the whole time, she's not feeling good. She's having trouble keeping things down. Like, her morning sickness is top-notch. On top of her having lupus and all this crap, Mm -hmm. she just cannot get her life together. She's super tired. She's not having a good time. So whenever she was getting home, she had a regular doctor's appointment for an ultrasound. And her friend was like, you know, if you want me to come with you, you got two little ones and you're not feeling well, I'll go ride with you. And she was like, okay, maybe, whatever. So on Monday, August 13th, 2018, they get back from their trip. Nicole drives her home from the airport at about 2 a.m. She gets home. And she isn't feeling well. She just wants to go home, take a shower, and go to bed. Mm-hmm. So she helps to get her luggage out. She goes inside. She checks on the girls. They're in bed. They're sleeping. And she goes upstairs, and she's talking to Chris. Well, she ends up taking a shower, they say, or she just got ready for bed. And they end up having sex. Okay. Because she just missed him and she was in the mood. And I feel like he knew this was going to be their last time. So he was trying to get the most out of it that he could. Okay. So they end up having sex and she is 15 weeks pregnant at this point. So she was tired and she wanted to go to bed. And he was like, we need to have a talk. So he goes on to tell her that he's been cheating on her. So he waits till after he has sex with her. Mm-hmm. And then says, we need to have a talk. We need to have a talk. And at this point, it's probably like 3 a.m. That is a dick move. He was trying to get the best out of it. That's fucking rude. Out of your wife, your pregnant wife. That's fucking rude. So, according to him, he says that he tells her that he's been having an affair with his coworker Nicole. And he doesn't want to be together anymore. He's like, you know, I want a divorce. I'm in love with her. Whatever. Well, she's like, okay, well, you're never going to see your kids again. 
and he flies off the handle. Well, that's all we know right now that had to happen. So the next morning, about 9 a.m., mm-hmm. her best friend Nicole's texting her, and she's like, hey, are we, do you need a ride? Like, do you need help with the girls and everything? Going to the doctor. No reply. Now, we know that Shanann lives on her phone. Her whole job is on her phone. Well, about noon passes, and she was not on her little, I guess they would do Zoom mm-hmm. for their groups. She didn't answer it. So it was unusual for her not to be on yeah. her phone. Very unusual. So she called her, she texted her, and she's like, okay, this isn't normal. Something's up. So she calls Chris, and she's like, Chris, um, do you know where Shanann is? She's not answering the phone. She didn't show up to the group meeting for work. Like, what's going on? He's like, well, we talked last night, and we're getting separated, but she was supposed to be at a play date with the girls. So maybe checking around with friends. So she's like, okay, this don't sound right. This don't sound right at all. Sketch. She shows up to the house with her husband and her daughter, and she's knocking on the doors. The f- car's there. The car seats are in the car. The doors are locked. Nobody's answering the door. They stand there knocking on the door. So she ends up calling the cops to do a welfare check. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, my friend, she's 15 weeks pregnant. Um, something's not right. She's not answering her phone. She's not coming to the door. Her car's here, and she has two young girls. So, can you come do a welfare check? Go best friend for not waiting too fucking long and Period. getting that shit started early. Period. And she was not backing down. Cops yes. get there and she's like, hey, my friend, you know, she tells the whole story again. And her husband's like, yeah, this is very unusual for Shanann. We just need to get in there to her. Right. So, she calls Chris again. And the cops get on the phone Chris and they're like, hey, where are you at? And he's like, oh, I'm at work right now. And he's like um sorry you need to come home we're trying to get in touch with your pregnant wife we think something might be wrong maybe she passed out or you know like fell we never know so he's like well I'm kind of busy right now and he's like do you not understand the extent of this like we need you to come now so he's like all right I'll be there shortly according to him he flies there but according to the body cam it takes about an hour for him to get there Hmm. it's about a 20 25 minute drive from the rig that he's at so, she ends up calling Chris's mom or Shanann's mom. I'm not sure which one. And she gets the code to the garage. So, they open the garage. They go all around the house knocking on the door. And they don't see or hear anything but the dog barking. Right. So, they're like, no okay, kids, no nothing. wife, no nothing. So, Chris shows up and they're, like, asking questions like, when's the last time that you talked to Shanann? And he's like, you know, about 5 a.m. when I left for work this morning. Hmm. Okay. When was the last time... Yeah, like when's the last time that she leave what car does she have is this the only car and he's like this is her only vehicle um she might have got picked up by her friend that she was doing a play date with okay so that was red flag number one Uh uh-huh so the cops are like okay well we need to question you are we allowed to come into the house you know we don't have a warrant but we're just doing what he's like yeah come on in so they go they walk inside they see the dog and that's it they start looking around they find her phone shoved in the couch Okay. Okay, red flag, red flag number, number two. two. They go in the kitchen. All the girls' medicine's there. Now, Cece has a severe peanut allergy. Like, she's allergic to other stuff, but she always has her EpiPen with her. Right. Her EpiPen was in the fridge. Weird. All their medication that they take in the morning, because Cece is just like her. She got issues. All that's there. They go upstairs. The bed sheet for the master bedroom is gone. And they're like, okay, is this unusual? Does she normally take the sheets off in the morning? 
He's like, no, it was there whenever I had left. And they're like, okay. So they're searching the entire house. They're like, okay, well, you live in a big neighborhood. Do you have security cameras? And he's like, no, they're not working right now. Of course not. So the cops are like, okay, well, we're going to keep in touch with you. Get your contact. Um, Do any of your neighbors have any security cameras? And he's like, yeah, my neighbor next door does. So the cop goes over there and he's like, can we watch the footage? And the the guy's like, hell yeah, we can. Come on in. So he records everything. So that day they can check everything. I think he would keep it for like five, six days at a time. Mm -hmm. So while the detective's doing that, the other cops are going, ask neighbors, like, have you seen Shanann and her girls? Like, they were taking it seriously. Right. Which is what you should do in all these situations. So the neighbor and the cop and Chris are standing in the living room. And Chris is giving the most awkward feelings and vibes. Like, you know he's shitting his pants right now. Right. You fucking know. So, in the video that's on the TV, it shows Chris backing up his diesel into the garage. And he backs it up all the way. And he does that for, like, 50 minutes. So, around, like, what? Three so, this is at o'clock? 5 a.m. Oh, okay. Because he leaves for work a little after 5. Right. So, it's about four thirty-five o'clock. So, he says that he's loading up his tools... His water jug, his lunch, and his necessities. But it was a little weird because he had a gas tank that he was filling into his car. So they were like, okay, well, maybe he was running late this morning. He had time to stop for gas, so he just filled up whatever he had. Right. So he does that for about 50 minutes, and then you see him pull out and drive off. No coming or going into the house after that. So they're like, okay, well, it's not saying, like, what was going on we have no footage of anybody coming in or out so where are they so chris is like standing up with his hands on his head and he keeps knocking his sunglasses off because he's just rubbing his head he's on his phone he's texting like everybody's blowing up his phone especially shenan's family and friends and this man is dripping in sweat you know he's freaking the fuck out Right, but you you never know what you're going to do in those situations, you know. That's what they were thinking at first. Right. But when Chris walked out, he was expecting the cop to follow him. And the cop's like, you know, I'm just going to get his information, his phone number, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And as Chris walks out, the neighbor looks at him, he's like, he's not acting right at all. Right. Like, he's so acting weird. at this weird. point to the cops, he's not really a suspect, but... He's not a suspect at all. It's just not adding up. Right. Like, his story isn't making sense of where they went. Because there's no footage of anybody coming or going. And he Just has his literally truck backing in and coming out. Right. And you could see Shanann coming home that morning at two AM. But no her leaving with the kids and nothing like nothing that. Nothing like that. You don't even see the kids because right. Yeah. So that day the media comes over and they're gonna do a news broadcast on the girls and Shanann. So the whole time or this might be the next day. I think it might be the next day because he just spends the whole day like, I don't know what the hell he was doing. But Nicole was freaking the fuck out. She made a Facebook post looking for her friend and the kids. Her parents flew down there to like check on him. His parents flew down there. Like they didn't know what the hell was going on. So the next day, whenever the newscast comes over, they end up kicking them all out of the house because they were going to do it in the house. Mm -hmm. And the FBI and the cops were like, no, you need to come out. We need to check the house. We need to check for fingerprints. Like, you never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he's outside and he's like saying, you know, the girls were supposed to start school soon. How am I supposed to come home and not have them there? This house is a ghost town. Like, 
saying things as if they're already gone. Like, it was a lot of red flags. Like, if you would listen to it now, you'd be like, oh, shit, that was weird. Yeah. But then in the moment, you didn't really think anything of it. So, after they did all that, they ended up putting it on the TV, and he ends up getting questioned. So, he's in there, and they're, like, reeling him, and they're like, you know, we're not interrogating you right now. We just need to know what's going on. So, they bring him in. He's sitting down. He's like, do I need a lawyer? And they're like, no, not if you don't have a reason. You don't have to get a lawyer. So, they do a polygraph test. And I watched the video of him doing the polygraph test. And at first, the girl was like, okay, I need you to fill in one of these numbers. So, he fills it in. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to ask you, like, did you write one? And he's, he's going to say no. She's like, okay, well, whenever you get to the number that you wrote, when I ask you, I want you to lie to me. Because mm-hmm. they're trying to prove if he's deceptive or not. Right. So, they go ahead and do that. And it takes forever forever finally it comes back and he was deceptive he was lying about on the question of do you know where shenan is do you know where the girls are do you know what happened to them did you hurt them so he's deceptive on all those so they end up calling him back in to interrogate him and the chick that did the polygraph test she's like listen i know you're lying to me you need to tell me the truth because you're not getting out of this. We're going to find out what happened. And this is all like two days after they went missing. Yeah. So like he had a very short window of covering up all his tracks. Mm-hmm. So his parents are there with him and they're like, hey, you know, what the hell are you lying about? What did you do? Where are they? And he's like, I didn't do anything. I don't know what you're talking about. So then finally he's like, okay, well, can my dad come in here? Can I talk to my dad? And they were like, sure. Sure, your dad can come in here. We'll we'll leave y'all alone for a minute. Right, and this with man, the two-way window or whatever. So and they, they still had a camera in there. So yeah. they could hear everything that's going on. Yeah. So his dad comes in there and he's like, Chris, what's what's going on? So the first story, this is the first story that we had got of what happened on August 13th. Chris says that he gets up after they have a fight and he sees on the baby monitor that Shanann is strangling Cece, their youngest. And he runs in there and what appears to be Bella on the bed next to Shanann already dead with her lips blue. Mm. And he just flips out, rages, everything goes red and he just starts strangling her. This is a lie. I feel like Dr. I feel like Maury. That is a lie. (laughs) Like, this man totally turned everything on this poor, innocent woman. Yeah, I mean, just trying to cover his tracks, like, yeah, any fucking Running her name through the dirt, making her seem like a terrible mom that would kill her kids. Right. So, after about, um, I want to say a month after he pled guilty, or maybe two months, he ended up having an interview with, um, a... A woman he would he would pin pal with a woman that was writing a book on him and he actually told her the truth of what really happened that day so he says they ended up having sex and he ends up telling her like you know I don't want to be with you anymore I was cheating on you same old ball game and he starts strangling her before all this had happened he tried to make her overdose and lose the baby because he really just didn't want the baby right so they said that he had tried to, like, I don't know what drug he put in there, maybe oxycodone, something close to that, and it didn't work. 
he gave her too little of a dose. So he was like, okay, I'm going to have to do it differently. Mm-hmm. So he ends up strangling her and Bella walks in and is like, what's wrong with mommy? And he's like, you know, she's just not feeling well. So now he's like, all right, well, now I got to get rid of both of them. All of them. Like, I, I got to get rid of all of them now. So he ends up rolling her up in the bed sheet and loading her into the truck after he backed the truck up. So that's what took so freaking long. Mm-hmm. He loads up her and he puts the two girls in, not even in car seats, in his truck without car seats. Alive at this point? Yeah, they're still alive. Okay. He puts their favorite blankies with them, their favorite toys, and he drives down to his workplace. He's texting one of his co-workers and telling them, you know, hey, I'm going to go ahead and head out early to go to the oil drill so you could just meet me later. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying to cover his tracks to make sure nobody would go over there. So he gets there and he just, he's such a freaking monster. He takes one of his daughters, I want to say it was Bella, after he drove 45 minutes out of his way to get to the work site, he takes... Cece and he smothers her. His youngest baby. I don't understand. Why would you drive them alive all the way there and then suffocate her or smother her then? Maybe he wanted more time to get there and be able to do it instead of having to fight them and chase them all over the house. I don't don't know. Fucking weird. They wouldn't have even probably been up at that time. Yeah. Because he probably did this hours before and was just trying to figure out what the hell he was going to do. Yeah panicking but they said that he had planned this because that night that he was putting his girls to bed he was like this could be the last time i'm gonna put my baby girls to bed well you could have stopped it then yeah you could have been like oh shit i could just get a divorce and pay child support or oh shit i'm having fucking psycho killer thoughts let me go get a therapist well you know whenever he had first got with nicole two weeks before he had killed his wife and kids. She was looking up wedding dresses. So, like, according to her, he told her that he was separated. He had kids, but he was legally separated from her. Mm. So, this girl apparently was completely in the dark, too. But the whole time all this shit's going on and he's getting interrogated, she's Googling, what do people think of Amber Fry? Which is Scott Peterson's right. girlfriend. Right. How much money did she make off everything? Mm. So, like, she's getting a kick out of this deep down from what I'm reading. Like, who knows what her real intentions were, but they think that they she might have something good. to do with it. Yeah. Right. So, August 15th is when the polygraph test happened. And the same day, he tells them, like, <laughs> Honey, I killed my family. So, the whole thing that happened was... His dad walks in and they started to talk alone and he says, they knew I had an affair. I had to come clean. I mean, I don't want to protect her. And the dad's like, what? He says, I don't want to protect her. Dad says, did she hurt them? And he's like, yeah, then I killed her. So he's putting the whole blame on her and he's like, you lost it and you choked her. And he was like, uh, it was rage. So you lie about saying that she killed your kids and then you had to kill her and then later when this lady's pen palling you you decide to change the story and tell the truth right he was originally going to plead not guilty so whenever everything came along he was going to plead not guilty but they had nothing that was making him seem innocent Mm -hmm. so on august 16th he tells him where the girls are and they end up finding the remains of 
CC first. And Shanann and CC the same day. When they first found Shanann, her mom said that they called her and they were like, we found some remains. And she's like, well, do you want me to identify her over the phone? And they're like, sure. Sometimes they give them like a tattoo or something. Right. And she's like, does she have long black hair? And they're like, yes. Is she beautiful? And they're like, yes. And she's like, that's my daughter. You got my daughter. That's How fucking so, devastating. Like, you know that... <clears throat> to it, get that call. And she knew that right when they went missing, they were dead. Like, yeah. she knew deep down. Like that gut feeling. So, when they find Cece, they call her and they're like, we found a baby. We don't know which one it is. And she's like, well, can you, like, describe her to me? And they're like, we can't. She was in the oil. Oh. Her skin is falling off. Poor thing. Like, yeah her skin's falling off and her dad put her in there so the grandma's like well is there anything that you can tell me and they're like she's in a pull-up and she's like okay that's cc she's the baby right last they found bella so shanann she was in a shallow grave wrapped in their bed sheet very shallow like if you move the dirt you would see her hair great job chris and he squeezed those babies into a I want to say it was like an eight inch opening. Ugh. I mean, a um, two foot opening. So like he had to squeeze those babies in there. Like it was tiny, all the way around. It was so two you feet. Kill them and just like stuff their fucking bodies. Yep. And they had to drain the entire oil drills to find oh. them. They were at the bottom of it. So after he ended up um, he ended up admitting to it. He also was charged with killing the baby. But in Colorado, they don't have unborn baby death charges, mm-hmm. murder charges. So they just went ahead and charged him with um, unlawful termination of a pregnancy. So he had three counts of murder, unlawful termination of a pregnancy. So he had three consecutive and two concurrent um, life sentences without the possibility of parole i can't freaking talk now (laughs) like it's coming to the end and i can't talk so on top of that he was sentenced to 48 years for the unlawful termination of pregnancy for the death of his baby nico and then he got on top of that 36 years for tampering with three deceased bodies he was at first going to be put up for the death penalty because he was going to plead not guilty but he was like there's no getting out of it i'm just going to plead guilty so he did they didn't have a trial. They didn't have to go through anything. And her parents were like, we don't want to have the death penalty on the table because we don't want any more deaths on our hands. And it was just so freaking sad. Like, I'm always, like, conflicted on those things. You know, like, kill somebody to make it right, you know. But, like, that's not right either to kill somebody because they killed somebody i know it might feel different if it happened to you and your family but i don't believe in the death penalty either because you spend a million dollars per death lifer right like right. death penalty person on death row but they they <clears throat> live in luxury until they die mm-hmm. some of them some places do where he's at i don't think he's living in luxury but like jody aries when she was going through her trial, she was at first on death row in the same place. Right. That bitch had a TV in her room. Did. Like, how does that make sense? You're spending a million dollars on them to have food, boarding, water, showers. They're confined. 
And then they sit on death row for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Like, some places, like, I want to say in Louisiana, we haven't executed anybody in, like, almost 20 years. Holy shit. They're just sitting there. Some people do get executed, but it's not very freaking often. And some places are trying to stop the um, the chemicals that they do in lethal injections now. They're trying to bring back the shooting squad. Holy shit. Firing squad. Which, I mean, go ahead and pop me out. <laughs> I mean, One shot like, and I'm done. I mean... Don't make me sit there paralyzed. It's kind of, like, brutal, though. I mean, we can go but back the to the guillotines. The, like. Yeah, but at the same time, that stuff that they inject sometimes doesn't work, so they struggle, so... You don't know what it really feels like. They're paralyzed and everything at the time. Like, you don't know what they're going through. Nobody can come back from that and tell you. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. But I don't believe in the death penalty. Like, they should just sit there and rot and know what they did. Yeah, I'm so conflicted on it. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, they fucking deserve it. You know, they did this horrible shit. They should fucking die. But at the same time, I'm like, two rights don't make a wrong. Is Mm -hmm. that the way you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I feel like they're kind of getting the easy way out. Like, some of them want to die. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. Like, Ted Bundy, that man had been electrocuted. Like, he had the electric electric chair. Mm-hmm. And that shit seems brutal as fuck. Yeah, got frizzy fried real quick. Loki did deserve it, but I don't think they should have killed him. He should have just had to suffer. But at the same time, when they just sit in jail, don't we pay for that shit, you know? We do, but we don't Part pay what we pay stuff. for the death. Yeah. Uh, death row people. Yeah. Shit's wild. I don't like the concept at all. <clears throat> like, these people just need to stop doing this shit. We all be out of business, but like, stop killing people. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard to just walk away and not kill somebody because he pissed you off. Yeah, but I guess we just don't have that mentality, though. Like, I say, like, I get so mad I can, like, fucking choke somebody out. But, like, can I actually? No. I'm a weenie. I would cry. I think if you kill somebody really close to me, I might have the rage. Like, those dads that had their children raped and then they, like, want to kill the rapist... I yeah, am okay I feel with like that. I kind of get that though. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to fuck my child up. So, after all this bullshit, he was moved out of state to a different location for security purposes on December 3rd, 2018, and we haven't heard anything about him since. Holy shit. So like we don't know if he's like alive? No, he's alive. I mean, he's still we incarcerated. Just don't know anything. Yeah, he's not talking. Like he had one interview that he did. And he talks about everything that's going on, but he's not like the other killers that are like out there talking about everything they did. Yeah. I wonder like how the inmates are treating him. Because like usually... He might be confined. Right. That's what I'm saying. He might have to be in his own little corner because usually when other inmates find out you had something to do with like kids... Oh yeah. Yeah. Don't fuck your ass up. Yeah. It's bad for you. I know that there have been a lot of cases where... Men that had killed young girls, like Tommy Lynn Sells, he got caught killing a wide range of people, but he ended up slitting a little girl's throat. And mm-hmm. she got away, and she ran to the neighbors, and she, like, knocked on the door and was like, help me. He, whoo, he got his ass beat, he got raped, he had everything bad happen to him. As he should. But then he ended up getting death row, and then he, you know. Yeah. But I don't believe in, I don't know. This shit was crazy, and this was one of the fucking saddest cases that we've done yet. Yeah. And, you know, the day that he was getting interrogated, he got fired. 
Huh? And they don't even know about the kids yet in the oil drill. And he got fired before. Yeah. Well, fuck, he deserved it. He wasn't coming back from this. <laughs> yeah, he's not like he was coming back. Oh, he was not coming back. All right, guys, well, that's going to end up our episode today. Please stay tuned for the next later episodes. And y'all just don't kill anybody, okay? I don't <laughs> want to do that. If you want to watch um, something more on Chris Watts, they got something on Netflix, yeah. right? Yeah, they have that new documentary on Chris Watts. I can't remember the name of it. The Next Door? The Guy Next Door or something like that? The yeah. what? What did you say? I think it's called like. The family next. I'm gonna go ahead and put in the show notes of what you can watch on Netflix for it. But I watched mine on YouTube because, you know, I'm I'm cheap. All right, thanks guys. Y'all have a great night and stay tuned for the next few episodes. Bye. Bye.